episode nine. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Backstage Confessions. We hope you're all having a great week. Today you're listening to me, Amy, and my co-host Rosie. You're looking gorgeous today. How are you doing? I'm very good, thanks, Amy. Um, it's Tuesday at the time of recording, and I've actually had a really positive day today. I've ticked off everything on my to-do list. Huh? My car is going into the garage to get repaired, so hallelujah. Amazing. And I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that um, it's nearly the weekend. So at t- so today is Tuesday the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Oh my gosh, oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so at time of recording, it's May the 4th. So we do have a four-day week, which is fabulous. And we've also got a bank holiday at the end of May, which I keep banging on about to everyone because I'm just I'm just absolutely living for the weekends and just seeing my friends and family <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah. honestly um how, how's your week going yeah it's good um alistair is away for the week so i have a free house mm. which has been glorious um i can watch, <laughs> watch the tv i can watch whatever i want i can get up whenever i Yay. want i can not that he dictates when i get up i just mean that i can get up and be noisy rather than <laughs> you know being yeah, quiet for someone else um yeah, I, get, I don't have to cook two meals. It's just, yeah, it's lovely. I'm really enjoying myself. Although I did have a bit of a, a rubbish <laughs> class today, but Aww. otherwise it's been pretty good. Yeah. Good. Do you want to talk about your rubbish class at all? Is there anything you'd like to share? Um, I mean, I think anyone that teaches little ones would relate to this. <laughs> they, just, they just don't listen. Mm. Um <laughs> Like, uh, I don't mind them having a chat. I don't mind them having a laugh. But, you know, when Mm. you're instructing them to do something, I do expect them to be, like, concentrating. And it's just so difficult because they're only a very small class and they just all love each other and they want to chat. And I kind Mm. of have to put my um, teacher voice on, which I don't like doing very often because (laughs) I don't like telling them off. But (laughs) I did have to tell them, you know concentrate let's get on with it and you can you can chat in the break times yeah mm-hmm. it just yeah it just oh, I, don't, I don't know what it is I think it's just um the dynamics of the class at the moment are really strange I actually find if there's less people in the class it's harder to manage than more people which is really odd most people would probably disagree with me at that but that's my experience anyway <laughs> <laughs> I think with the little ones, it's something that you learn over time, isn't it? Because at the moment, they're probably still very excited about face-to-face classes and they're excited to see their friends and things like that. Mm. So it's something that they learn over time. I mean, personally for me, sometimes I, I come away from a class thinking... Oh, oh, everyone was really noisy and chatty and then the week after, everyone's really quite calm and everything and... Peaks and troughs. Peaks and troughs, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on? I think... Yeah! (laughs) Uh, We've got a news topic this week, Mm -hmm. uh, and then we're going to talk, like we said, about our own experiences at uni. So I hope that's (laughs) interesting for you guys. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Our own personal experiences of university. I think it's going to be a very Mm. honest one, actually. There are some good questions and I think we've got some good answers (laughs) to match those questions so we're just gonna have to see what happens (laughs) yeah I mean we're never not honest are we true (laughs) very very true (laughs) 
Okay, news topic of the week. So, I don't know if you saw this, Rosie. I'm sure you have because it's been, like, everywhere. But on Friday the 30th of April in Liverpool, 3,000 people attended an organised two-day mass event held at a warehouse. Ah! Everyone was tested negative for COVID. And this was for the government to test um, and pilot large events to see if there's any sort of effects of people coming together there was no face coverings and live bands which is awesome including fat boy slim which was very cool oh my god um i mean just can you imagine the atmosphere oh my god it it must be like a huge (laughs) breath of fresh air especially for students you know if they've not had that student life yet Mm. that student sorry the student social life to then just have this massive event, I mean, it, it was probably just insane. I've I've seen the pictures and stuff, and, like, I'm just getting really mm. excited talking about it. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm getting so excited because I just can't wait until big, ev- like, music events. Like, I've got a few music... Music? Music. I've got a few... Music. Music. Mm. Music. I'm going to say music now. I've got a few music events um, coming up in <laughs> summer, so I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to Maid Festival with my friends and my sister, like a one day festival, Ooh. and I'm going to see Chase and nice. Status as well in MK. So I'm <gasps> no, yeah, I'm so jealous. Yeah, Planet Ice, I think they're playing. Oh at. my god! Um, and my sister's boyfriend has said that he's going to come and collect in, us in Milton Yeah, yeah, Planet Ice. I didn't even know Planet Ice was still open. I don't think it's Planet Ice. No, it's definitely Planet Ice. I don't know. I don't know what function Planet Ice has now, but it's in that building. (laughs) (laughs) I think so anyway. God, don't quote me on that, guys. So where do they play? On the ice? I don't know. I honestly don't know. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You'll have to update us on that because, wow. Yeah, I don't... I love Chase and Stayers. So do I. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing. Like... If festivals and big music events can kind of come back, then that's amazing. And it's like, just like kind of dance, musicians and people like that haven't been able to really work either. Mm. So it would be really, really nice to see that side of the industry come back to life, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not really into (laughs) clubbing anymore. I don't go clubbing or any of that stuff. But to go to... (laughs) you know a live music event would just be incredible i haven't been to one for such a long time so that's definitely Mm. on my list for next year i think who would you out of anyone in the world who would you go and see um britney i love britney as we know have you not seen her before then not live not live um i'd go and see her in vegas at one of her shows and i'd also like to see lady gaga as well Mm. Lady Gaga puts on some good shows. You know, I've watched yes, them religiously yes. on YouTube, but the real life experience would be just, you know, 100 mm. times heightened. It would just be like out of this mm. world. So, yeah, definitely Britney, Lady Gaga. What about you? Um, I think, obviously, everyone's going to say it's Beyonce. I almost went to see her before and I didn't end up mm. getting tickets. I didn't manage to get them. So I'd love to see her, obviously. But I think Ariana Grande as well. I absolutely love her new album, so I'm kind of obsessed Mm. with her. So I'd love to go and see her. I love Ariana Grande as well. Um, Yeah. Any any kind of female in the pop industry at the moment, yeah, I'd love to go and see them. Um, 
just oh just to be back at live concerts and music events mm. I, I don't I don't even mind who I see. It's just the <laughs> atmosphere and being with everyone, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing like <laughs> live music. It just, and it's really it's, <laughs> it's so stupid to say, but it just like lifts you up, doesn't it? And you kind of stand there and you're just like this out of body experience, and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm stood here and there's like millions of people around me, and that all we can hear is this this artist, mm. and it's just yeah. Incredible. So it'd be really interesting, actually, to see if there's any backlash from from this event and whether we can go ahead as planned for our summer of freedom. Yeah, we'll have to keep our eyes out on, like, the results of this, for sure, because, obviously, the government are going to be doing, you know, the results of it, what's happened, what are the... Has anyone, you know, caught COVID? I mean, they've all been tested negative, but who knows what happens, so... We'll have to definitely keep track of what is going on with this event. And hopefully this is the first step to getting live live music, you know, musicians, musicians I can't say musicians today. <laughs> musicians back on their feet. Musicians back on their feet. So yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. On to our main topic, as promised, is our university experience. So we've kind of put some like questions together to ask each other, just so you guys can get an understanding of how we survived our uni days. <laughs> so my first question is, what was your best experience at university? Oh. If you, you have one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to think. You go first. You go first. Sorry okay. to put you on the spot. <laughs> I think for me, no, no, it's fine. For me, it's definitely extracurricular stuff that we did. Mm. Um, that goes from extracurricular classes that I did. So I did tap and ballet, which was really cool. Um, I also was part of a competition team in my first year, and that was amazing. I didn't want to do it again in second and third year because it was just <laughs> it's a lot of work, a lot of time outside of the course. But that was really good. And then, obviously, like I said, last week, my links to Trinity Laban and being able to get into my MSc. I think that was kind of, like, the mm. best parts to take out of being at our undergrad. Aww. And then my best parts of my master's was probably the lecturers that we were in contact with. Mm. We had some incredible lecturers. Um, Emma Redding, Lucy Clements trying to think of all the others now but yeah it was just incredible to (laughs) to be stood by these people that have done research and they've got big names in the industry and to be taught by them is just a real like privilege really Mm -hmm. so yeah what about you have you had a thought yes so you've actually just triggered one of my best experiences with what you said so dr (laughs) lucy clements was our dance psychology lecturer and that was mm-hmm. probably my favourite theoretical module that we did. I thought it was... Really? Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I don't know if I was any good at it. Um, but um, but it was <laughs> <laughs> it was my favourite module. I just think dance... I mean, psychology mm-hmm. itself is interesting. But dance psychology, understanding why we do things, you know, nervousness, um, perfectionism, confidence, you know, subjects that we've spoken about in in our podcast actually i absolutely fascinating i absolutely loved it so that was probably my best my best i guess moment at university 
I also loved our assessments, so our performance assessments I loved as well. I really? kind of think, yeah. <laughs> well, our, our third year, <laughs> oh, our, our big third year one, I liked. I, I mean, solo probably would give that a miss because, you know, we all love solos, oh, not. <laughs> why would they put. I just don't understand why they made us do a solo in first year. To test, that's the thing though, isn't it? To test us, test our confidence, and also gets out the way first, doesn't it? Gets no, out the way. I would have much you don't have to worry to do about it. In it. Third year, because I think my my technical level at first year was appalling compared to my third year, and I just mm. think I would have had so much more confidence doing it in third year. So I feel like I was yeah. cheated out of a better grade doing it in first year. <laughs> but mm. I don't you know. tell him, Amy. So what did you like <laughs> about the assessments? I liked the uh, final third year assessment because we did La La Land. Is that right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I did like that. I just like the performance. I just like the performing of it. Um, nope. Just the performance aspect. I like performing as a dancer. So that's what I liked about it. And it, it's the buzz of also being backstage, getting all your makeup on, getting your costumes on, having it like a real performance which I hadn't done in years. So that's what I liked about it. Yeah, I actually completely agree with you on that aspect because we didn't get to do a lot of that in mm. our whole university experience. But the lead-up to that performance was, well, links to my next question, of my worst experience. Because, <laughs> I mean, I can't remember. Were we in the same group? I always say this. I can't. I literally can't remember. Um... I was in the at right at the end. I was in middle group. I was like top, yeah, and then I went to middle group when we got split into three. So I don't know. Maybe we were. I can't actually remember. No, no, <laughs> I can't were. remember who was in my group. No, I can't. But we all did but the anyway, same dance, didn't we? Yeah, but the issue I had was our choreographer split us in. So split us into levels. Fine, don't mind that but then split that group into then, again, two more levels. So there was a group of dancers within my group who got to do a lot of the choreography, and then there was a group which was what I was in, and we only got to do a very small section of the choreography, which I thought was actually... Actually, I was disgusted by it, actually, because... I'm here to learn, I'm here on a university course, and I'm here to prove my worth, and you're not even going to put me in the damn dance to even do so. Yeah. And we had a lot of, we had a lot of um, discussions with the choreographer and our head of year about it, and nothing was done in the end, which again, I didn't agree with, but you kind of just bite your tongue in the end, and you think, oh, mm. well, I'll be out of here soon. Mm. That That was my worst experience so it's interesting that your best experience was my worst (laughs) it's funny isn't it gosh yeah um i'm gonna have to think of my worst experience now oh my gosh not really relating so much to the university itself but when i was at university i couldn't drive a car i didn't have a driving license so I had to come in by bus and by train. So it would probably take, on a good day, about 40 minutes to get there. That's not too bad, Mm -hmm. 40 minutes. However, on the way home, because we would would finish quite late on... Most days would finish at maybe 5, 
five, six maybe. If we're rehearsing for yeah. performances or something, it might even be a bit later. So train is obviously on time, but then I'd have to wait for the bus. And where I waited for the bus wasn't even a bus stop. It was just like one of those signposts in the road. So oh, right. I would be constantly waiting for the bus. And the bus that I'm talking about, I'm not going to mention names, but <laughs> honestly, is is the bane of my life. It is. They are always late. I would be waiting in the pitch back, freezing cold. If it was raining, I would have like no like bus shelter. Um, oh, I felt like I spent half my life waiting for the bus. So, guys, if you go to university and you live at home, learn to drive because it will really, really help you. <laughs> because it was so annoying having to wait for the bus literally every day it was a massive pain in the bum (laughs) that was definitely my worst experience about university definitely my worst experience that is definitely something you've got to consider isn't it when you go to uni whether you're going to live there or travel home yeah big big decision and I, I guess it really does depend on your location and the institution's location as well. I mean, is it really realistic to travel in every day, to be honest with you? I mean, I probably could have done with living there, but I just, I didn't want to. I'm kind of a home girl. I like being with my family and being with my friends. So that is the kind of decision and sacrifice that I had to make. But thinking back, that is probably my worst experience at university. Everything else I was pretty chill about and just kind of went with the flow to be honest with you. Hmm. I was there to get a degree. And See, I, I didn't one. know that. I didn't know that you travelled home. I just assumed yeah. you lived on halls or whatever. No, never. I am like a home girl. I probably will never move out of my little town because I just, I love being with my <laughs> mum and dad and my family and my friends. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Everyone's different, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I, I did first year in halls, second year in a student house, and then third year I was like, I ain't doing this anymore, so I travelled every day. <laughs> how was that I your... was wasting so much money. How, how was your student house? Did you live with people that you liked, or did, did you pick people, or were you randomly allocated? No, we picked, so That's I good. lived with a person on our course, and then two of her friends. Okay, That's um, right. Which, you know, for the most part, it was fine. And I, I did enjoy aspects of it. But then there were other aspects that I didn't enjoy. I'm very mm. much a clean person, a tidy person. You know, when I want to, <laughs> anyway. And, <laughs> and when we had this small, small kitchen. Mm. Um, and no one ever did their washing up. You know, they'd make oh. toast and there'd be crumbs everywhere. <laughs> And I, I just hated it. There was, it was never anything done. And it, I, I felt mm. like I was the mum of the house. I was a little bit older than most of them. So I just kind of like took that role. But yeah, yeah, that's the part I didn't like about it. Um, but otherwise, I quite enjoyed it. You know, me and my housemate, we would go to lessons together, come back together, have lunch together, whatever. And we'd put on like dance tutorial videos and dance in our tiny little living room we had. But oh. Yeah, it was alright actually. It wasn't so bad. But the amount of money that I was spending, because I was paying obviously to live there full time, but I was only actually living there 
Monday to Thursday or whatever it was that we had, Tuesday to Friday. Yeah. Um, and then I'd go home for the weekend because I worked at home and I didn't want to give uh, that job up. So Okay, I see. It was a lot of to and froing. So then yeah. in third year, I just, I just travelled. And that th- was that, really. I think that is definitely... Yeah, it's a big, big decision to make. And if anyone is struggling with that decision please just ask alumni, ask current students at the university. Mm. You'll be able to get in touch with them through the admissions team because it is a big, big decision. And actually, I think at the end of the day, whether you live at home or live on campus, your mental health and your happiness is the priority. If you're not happy Absolutely. where you live, I mean, for example, if you live on campus, if you live in halls, and if you're not happy, please reach out to someone because it's never too late to change your mind honestly and yeah. your happiness and your mental health if 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 your mental health is affected in a, in a negative way that will affect your course your performance on your program as well so it's really important that you are happy with the decisions that you've made um but definitely in regards to what you said amy about the whole kitchen scenario washing up i think that is a very very common theme <laughs> Throughout yeah. all university halls, all <laughs> university houses, like my sister go, my sister went through it. She's literally just finished university, because um, who wants to do the washing up at the end of the day? Not me. Um, yeah. I have a weird okay. phobia of washing up. I can't wash out wash up without gloves. I have to have like my own <laughs> washing up. I know I, I'm so weird, but <laughs> I'm so weird. But I have to have washing up gloves. They have to be mine. No one else can use them, and like just. Ugh, washing up food like yeah i'd be a bit freaked out so maybe it's a blessing that i stayed at home really <laughs> yeah probably because yeah, i think I, mean... I did my own washing up plus three other people most days which drove me nuts oh god i'd never so, yeah. do that <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. so <laughs> moving on moving next on. question <laughs> from a dance aspect to get the word out did the course give you the experience education that you wanted or needed that you were like expecting it to give you anyway okay so yes and no at the end now that i've i've graduated and i've actually worked with dance companies and i've done a few different you know performance and dance jobs and teaching jobs and things like that yes university has definitely prepped me and has taught me some really important lessons. Mm. But then at the same time, I do wish that we had more practical sessions. And I do wish the tutors were a bit more kind of passionate about giving those to us. I know it's not up to them about whether we have more lessons or not. There are learning teaching committees that plan the syllabus, but I really wish we had more practicals. And just a little bit more time on campus. I mean, I graduated still not knowing a few people from like other classes. There were just like, I'm not saying loads of people, but there Mm. were a few people that I still didn't really know. And it would have been nice to have more practical sessions, be a bit more mixed up with people. um, Just to give, I guess, I guess for social aspect and, and just to work with new people. Um, so my answer for that question is yes and no. What do you think? Yeah, it's interesting you say about not knowing people, isn't it? Because mm. 
we were quite a big cohort. I mean, it did slim down by third year, didn't it? But yeah. there was people that I probably had, had like one or two conversations with, if that. I mean, even Same. yourself, like I spoke to you, of course I did, and you were in my group for things, but I don't think we actually sat down and had a real full-on conversation at any point. No. I think no. it was always like a chit-chat within a group, isn't it? So Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. it's... That would have been nice. And I think that kind of was one of my big things that I took away from being at uni, that, you know, this idea of everyone getting on and being one big dance family, just, it, it wasn't it wasn't that at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't the I dream that we thought... were sold. No. Mm. There was a lot of, um, um, what's the word? Rivalries? Is that the word? Controversies, maybe? Yeah, like a lot of people arguing. There was a lot of like, oh, this person doesn't like this person anymore. And mm. do you remember any of that drama that went on? I do. I do. Yes, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to get into any detail about it because I'm not involved in the drama. Um, no, neither. I very much, I. very much keep myself. Yeah, like you, I kind of. I'm very chilled and I kind of keep myself to myself. But I think I think as well, like, you go into higher education and jobs and things and, you ne- do you know what, you're never going to be liked by everyone, are you? You know, no. you go through life, you're not going to get, th- you're not going to get along with everyone. Um, but I think at university, we were kind of put into these boxes and these groups and I feel like we really didn't really get a chance to kind of socialise with anyone else. So... No. That was definitely hard. Um, And I think that made me a little bit, like, shy around people that I didn't really know. Because oh I was like, God, oh, I, I totally don't... totally agree with that. Like, I don't know you by this stage. I can't be like, oh, hi, you know, what's your gig? You know, what are you all about? <laughs> and it's like second year in, you know. You just feel like an idiot. You feel rude as well. Because you're like, yeah, how do I not know this person? So... Sorry, I'm waffling on, but please go back to what you were saying. Go back to what you were saying. No, no, it's interesting. <laughs> because like, I also think like our friendship groups that we kind of like split off into, I mean, I don't know about you, but my like little French- friendship group that I had, we kind of all met each other from that very first day. We were like mm. put in a group for whatever it was that we did. Um, so yeah, it was. <laughs> it's really weird how how you can go through, like you say, three years and not mm. know anyone. Um, otherwise, uh, let's think. Yeah, th- what you said about dance sessions, I think they should have been enforced. I think they should have been, you know, we have to attend three extra hours of dance, mm-hmm. whether it was within uni or without outside of uni. Yeah. Um, I did, like I said, I did go to tap and ballet, but... Oh, you know, I did really enjoy them and um, I did get a lot from them, but I think they should, there was only like a few of us in there, so it wasn't kind of the same atmosphere, but mm. I think that would have helped build the skill level that they were expecting of us. And the other thing was, you know, they always yeah. asked us to do cool down and stretching in our own time, yet there was never any studio time for that. Like they, yeah, they just like they just chucked us out of class and then we had to go to a lecture. So we didn't even get time to do any cool down or stretching. Mm. And you just think, right, so you, you've just lectured us on the importance of cooling down and, you know, stretching after working. And 
we don't have the time to do that. So I just think yeah. the timetable and how they scheduled our practical sessions, you know, needed mm. a lot of rethinking and reworking to make it more um, beneficial for us students. I, I, I do agree about the timetabling. Another thing to add on to that is that obviously I commuted from home and I would find at times all of like the extracurricular, I said that really weirdly, extracurricular activities mm-hmm. were at times that really what d- didn't benefit people that were commuting you know they were yeah. last thing on a friday la- you know 7 p.m in an evening and it's just yeah. too late like if i were to, like on our on our assessment days when we did finish late that's fine because it's an assessment we finish mm-hmm. at nine i don't get home till half 11 and i'm waiting yeah. in the dark on my own you know it's just yeah so I do agree with you about the timetable obviously I can't tailor my timetable as to how I want it but I wish they could have been a little bit more flexible and 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 you know what maybe actually I hold my hands up maybe if I had asked for my timetable to be a bit more blocked together maybe they would have explored that so actually I think anyone good lesson actually anyone commuting if you do have your lectures and things and spaced out quite a lot, I mean, there's no harm in asking them to be blocked together to make it a little bit more convenient for you. I mean, most uni yeah. students work as well. Obviously, your studies do need to come first, but most people have part-time jobs as well. And yeah, yeah there's no harm in asking whether your lessons can be moved around if the timetabling allows for it. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a job while you're at uni? I did, yes. I worked in a beauty salon as a receptionist. Um, oh, that sounds yeah. so cool. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Um, <laughs> oh, no. It was nice. <laughs> I'm not. Oh god, I'm not going to go into detail. But um, it it was a job. Um, it was a job. Um, and it was good, and it served the purpose. Um. But I felt like, again, because I was commuting and the buses and the trains are unreliable, you do end up rushing. And then I'm in my sweaty leotard with like my ballet tights on with little shorts with Ugg boots running down the street, getting to the salon, changing, <laughs> you know, it's just all a bit crazy. So um, what about you? Did You said you worked at weekends, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I did Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh gosh! Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible actually because we'd finish Friday oh. at whatever time. I'd literally get home, change, and I'd do a uh, seven close. So that's seven till two in the morning, and then is this in a pub? Yeah, I've worked in pubs <laughs> too. No, no, I I get it. Honestly, yeah. I get it. <laughs> it I guess it. And then Saturday would be probably similar. I'd probably be like a two close. And then Sunday I'd do... I think I changed to a daytime because I found it too much doing a close and then coming to uni on a Monday. Yeah. So, yeah. But I needed the money, you know. I needed to pay for my uni house, my petrol, whatever I was doing. So I was willing to do it. And I actually look back and I think, God, I did so much. I can't believe I actually fit it all in. I can't believe I even mm. got any of my assignments done because I just mm-hmm. I worked constantly and it's hard work. You know, I'm on my feet most of the day at uni, drive home, then on my feet all night. I just can't yeah, I can't believe I did that actually. Crazy. <laughs> well done you, because that sounds absolutely hectic. Um 
especially when you get to third year and you do your dissertation you're like your life is your dissertation um so well done Mm. (laughs) i mean kind of yeah anyone that goes to uni i think most people have jobs don't they yeah yeah most of the time most students do have part-time jobs because you do need that little bit of extra money don't you your maintenance loan it's funny because the government yeah this i this really baffles me actually um obviously i work at university so i do i see this a lot but basically your maintenance loan is basically you get two loans don't you so you get your tuition fee loan and that money goes straight to the university to pay your tuition fees and then you get your maintenance loan and this is a loan that you get from student finance to live off and this loan is dependent on your household income so let's say for example um so basically the more say if you live with two parents your mum and your dad say if your parents earn a lot of money say 60 grand in total you're not going to get very much maintenance loan because the government think that if the household income is really, really high, you will get a low maintenance loan and your parents can contribute. So, which baffles me because when I was at university, I was so poor because I I did work part-time, but, you know, very, very sparse hours. My maintenance loan literally covered my transport and that was it. That was it. And I, I remember moving out with my boyfriend and I was just ridiculously poor like all the way through university um yeah not good times at all not good times at all like oh it's actually I fell in that bracket as well it was it was annoying because my parents you know even though yes they earned that amount of money they didn't actually have the money spared to give me Mm. so I was paying for it all myself which hence why I had the pub job um and yeah my I can't remember how much I was given, but I remember it probably covered half, and I was scrabbling every month for every bit of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just to, you know, even in third year, paying petrol. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, can't, I couldn't believe how much I spent on fuel. It was crazy. <laughs> it was, yeah, a lot of money. <laughs> should, we, should we speak about, well... We've spoken about things that may have negative negatively impacted us, but what were there any really big positive takeaways from uni- your university experience at all? Was there anything really positive that really stands out to you in your mind that you think actually, like I'm really happy that I took that away from university? Yeah, I mean, I think I said it before, but the links to dance science, you know, that was a big part of our course. Mm. We had a whole module on it. And it's not something I'd ever encountered before, ever come across before. So to have these wonderful lecturers teaching us about, you know, our body, psychology, physiology. Yeah. Um, it was it was like opening my mind to so much more. And because I knew that I didn't want to be a performer and that wasn't the route that I was going to go into, I think having that dance science option gave me you know a bit of a, a leg up when it comes to teaching because I can then offer my knowledge in those aspects and how to teach safer how to get the best results out of dancers so I think that was the biggest thing I took away from university definitely and then obviously going on to do my MSc you know what, what a wonderful opportunity I had so yeah mm-hmm. what about you what was your biggest takeaway 
probably that I was a better technical dancer than I thought I was. Like I've mm-hmm. I, I knew that I was a good dancer, but actually being at university and some of the comments and feedback and things that I received kind of just cemented it in my mind that actually I do you do just need to be confident in in what you're doing because actually you are good at you are good at dancing um mm. so that's probably my first thing and the second thing is your mental health matters <laughs> like really really matter like it matters all the time obviously but I think this kind of links into the next question actually um but I'm just going to say it anyway but yeah definitely I felt like I was a little bit too young to go to university I mean I was 18 and that's the age mm-hmm. that you usually that's the minimum age that you can go to university but I really felt like I was a bit too young and I really feel like I wish I'd, I'd kind of waited a year and deferred a year but saying that I wouldn't be where I am today I probably would not be on this pod well I wouldn't be on this podcast we wouldn't even be the same year at university would I so yeah of course mm. yeah peaks peaks and trough but honestly my mental health was like an all-time low at university but you wouldn't have been able to tell because no, I don't know I'm always happy and smiley and telling jokes but I think definitely when you're in a new situation new people lots of work lots of pressure you need to take time for self-love and care and that's something that I definitely yeah. didn't do at university. I was literally working, going out with my friends, enjoying the social life um, and travelling as well. Um, yeah, so mental health matters. And I actually am a good dancer and I need to believe mm, it. <laughs> so those are my two biggest takeaways from university. <laughs> Peaks and troughs. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you actually say about being too young because I went... How many years after did I go? Two years? Two years after? I think I was 20. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd had those two years Mm. to grow. How old are you now? 28. Does that work out right? 28. I'm 24. 25 this year. So was I older? Three years older. Are you 29 this year or have you... I've just turned 28. Oh, actually, no. Tell a lie. I would have finished college when I was 18. So I would have gone to university when I was 19 in September. Oh, gosh. Now you're trying to get the maths and years. Okay, I'm getting my dates confused. Okay. (laughs) Let's work this out. Anyway, sorry, carry on. No, I need to work it out now. You're you're confusing me. Right, so I'm 28... (laughs) So, right, I might yeah. edit this out of the podcast because no one I'm wants 24. to I'm 24. So I'm 28 in 2021. Okay, and we went to uni in what? 2014? Yes. So that was, yeah, we right. started seven years ago. Yeah, so I, oh, I was 21. Okay. Oh God, how old, how, how old was I? 18. So you must have turned 19 God, like, young, within... Depends when your birthday is, I suppose, and when you yeah. start. Anyway. Yeah, so I'd had those years mm. to t- kind of work and grow up a little bit. And um, I I decided I wanted to go to university because I wanted to do teaching and blah, blah, blah. But I still kind of felt exactly the same as you. I I wasn't the best 
with my mental health. Mm. Um, I found it all very scary and new because I'd been working for two, two, three years and then suddenly I was in education. I felt very out of the game. I felt I didn't know how to write anything. <laughs> I don't know, it sounds stupid, but I didn't know how to piece together work. No, no, not at all. Um, the only dance I had done was with my local school, so I hadn't been doing, you know, you came out of college, so I didn't even do duck dance at college. So I just felt very, very much mm. out of the game. And I very much, as soon as we went into our technical classes, I was like, wow, I don't know anything. I didn't, I didn't know how to pirouette. I didn't know how to mm. do a part of array. Like, it was all very new to me. And I kind of had to learn. I felt like I had to learn a lot quicker than most, most students. So I found that really tough. So yeah, yeah. it's interesting that you'd say similar mm. when you went straight out of college, I <laughs> suppose. Yeah. I, I think a big part of a big part of it for me is my was my mental health. I was very, very depressed not in a good place at all but I think from what you're saying Amy and I see it a lot as well with mature students so obviously I do work at a university with mature students they are sometimes sometimes they do need a little bit more extra that didn't make sense sometimes they need a little bit of extra support because if they haven't come straight from education they do need maybe some yeah. more support with their writing, things like that. And I think it's really important that institutions recognise that and give the extra mm. support when needed. Because, I mean, whatever age you are, it's always going to be daunting to yeah. go into higher education. It's just making sure that the institution that you do go to supports you yeah. through that. No, I agree with that. I, didn't, I don't think... Maybe I didn't reach out enough, but I, I don't think our university did give enough help in that in that department um I, I remember agree. reaching out I to agree. one of our lecturers to say like I just don't understand what you need to do to get a first because I'm not getting a first so I don't understand what is it that I'm supposed to do like what do you want from me and then I remember we had then a lecture on mm. what they expect from us but it still didn't pinpoint exactly what the difference is between a 2-2 two -two <laughs> and a first <laughs> Are you, are you, uh, mm. oh God, um, oh, what was it? Do you remember we sat in a lecture and we were given past university papers and there was one that was a first and there was one that was like a third. Do you remember? No, I didn't, no, I don't remember. Oh, no. And I just remember reading them and I'm going, right, okay, I can understand the difference between a third and a first because there's quite a big difference. But yeah. the one between a two-one and... A first, I just couldn't. There's a very see the fine line. Yeah. And you know, I did get some firsts at uni. I was very lucky. I did quite well. But I think I do think it was like hit or miss. I, I don't think I actually knew what I was doing. I still don't think I really <laughs> understand what you need to do to get a first. I mean, saying all of that, I mean with the support that well, the lack of support that you've just mentioned, I mean if you could go back in time, would you go to the same university and would you do the same course knowing what you know now about about your chosen university? Yeah, interesting. I don't I don't know is the answer. I think if I knew if I if I was applying to uni and I knew exactly what experience I had, I would probably look for another uni because I think 
I'd want to see if there was something better. But then I don't know if that uni is going to give me the same problems that I had at this uni. So I think actually I would just go into the same course with a different headspace, attack it differently. You know, I would use... I would utilise all of the extracurricular things that they gave us, even things that I thought, nah, that's not for me. I would definitely work on myself. I would probably go to a lot more classes outside of university time. I don't think I would have lived there. I think I would have commuted from the very start. Mm -hmm. I don't think it it benefited me in any way to live there. Uh, What else would I do? I would probably... I know it sounds silly, but I would probably, like, done more social things. I didn't actually do a lot of, like, the social stuff. I, like, went on a handful of night outs. It just wasn't me. I think because I was that bit older, I just wasn't interested in getting absolutely blotto every week. Um, Yeah. But I do think I missed out on some of the social aspects. And, like, my friends would, like, then chat about what they did. And I was like, oh, I didn't go because I was at work, you know. It was just... Oh, yeah. I think that would have made my experience like a little bit better but on the whole taking educational wise it would be utilizing all of the extra things that they had to offer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about you I, do you know what when i first saw this question my answer would have been i would have gone to a different university chosen the same course but actually now that you've said that about actually going into something in a different with a different mindset actually i Mm. if i could go back in time i would go to the same university um i mean you can't help your mental health can you you can't help your mental health so you can't change the past can you but if i was if i were to have that opportunity again like right now i have a different mindset now than i did when i was 18 years old you know 17 how many years have passed Yes, seven years have passed. You know, I've grown so much since, you know, I was a little 18-year-old. So, yeah, I would definitely go back to the same university, utilise the extracurricular activities. Um, yeah, and just going into it going into it with a different mindset, I think, is really, really important. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I, I, do, I do think, was I too young? Was I too young to go to university? Was I mature enough? Could I have done better if I deferred a year um but we'll never know will we (laughs) we never we we will never know um yeah I mean the main takeaways of this is definitely research your university we've said this in our previous episodes so I'm not going to repeat it too much but honestly any of the information that you need just reach out and ask the admissions teams the program directors that is their job that's what they're there for and you know if anyone wants to message us anonymously please do because we'll always give you our honest opinions i mean hopefully we haven't put you off university too much (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) i'm joking um i'm joking i'm joking um but yeah please reach out if you do need anything guys um and hopefully you found this well our questions and this episode and our previous episode very um educational and interesting and hopefully you can take away some really valuable points from it (laughs) yeah it's been really nice actually chatting about our university experience rosie it's confession time okay right 
Okay, everybody, it's confession time once again. We've got a short and sweet confession for you guys today. Um, very hilarious, believe me. So let's get started. Okay, introduction. We've got, hi, you girls. I've got a confession for you today. It still makes me cringe to this day. Here goes. <laughs> okay. At college, our first lesson, 9am on a Monday morning, was ballet. We had a uniform policy for ballet. We had to wear a black leotard, black, not black, uh, ballet tights, ballet shoes, and our hair had to be in a bun. So pretty standard ballet attire. I think everyone would agree. Before our lesson, me and a few friends went to the college coffee shop and I ordered a large latte and finished this before going into my 9am ballet mm -hmm. class. I can't live without coffee in the... <laughs> A large latte, gosh. My um, belly would be sloshing. I, I'm not a coffee drinker, but um, my friend is, and she's like, I can't live without coffee in the morning, so. <laughs> okay. Fast forward, we had begun our ballet class, and I started desperately needing a wee. <laughs> my teacher let me go, and I sped walked. Sped walked? Is that the correct kind of tense? I don't know. Oh, I, I sped know. walked to the near <laughs> to the nearest toilet. Our college was built in the shape of a square, so there was a loo block on each corner. Anyway, I got to the first block of loos, closed for cleaning. I thought, oh, great. Okay, on to the next ones. At this point, I was getting really, really desperate, and my speed walk turned into a light run to the next loo block. There was no one around, so as I was running, I was... So as I was running, I started taking down my leotard, um, and I got to the next loo block also closed for cleaning what are the chances of that <laughs> oh dear at this point i was on the verge of wetting myself picture this me running down my college halls past classrooms half dressed in my sports bra um and my ballet shoes on finally i got to the loo block <laughs> went into a cubicle and started to take off my leotard like started to take off the rest of my leotard and ballet tights however I didn't do this properly and started to wee as I was taking Aww. down my tights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. <sighs> oh, so horrible. with wee, so with wee all down my pale pink ballet tights, I had to do the walk of shame back to my class, brackets, which was quite far away at this point, and, and I had to run as I had to run round half the college to find a loo, close bracket. It was also less in change over time, so the corridors started to fill up with students. My whole class wet themselves, no pun intended, <laughs> wet themselves laughing at me. As I got my bag, um, took it back to the toilets and did the walk of shame back to the toilets to get changed out of my ballet tights and leotard. I have never been so mortified in my life. Love Anonymous. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Um, I feel like I can relate to this one because I think it's all—it's happened to everyone where like, like I used to get off the bus from university and I don't, I live like quite close to the bus stop and you really need a wee. So you kind of speed walk home and then you get your keys out of your bag and you put the keys in the door and like the key won't go yeah. in. And at this point you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm really going to wet myself. <laughs> And you get really desperate. So I completely get what this girl is going through, especially when you're in 
ballet tights, um, leotard. You've got your mm. knickers and pants as well. And too you're just, like, especially if you have a jumper on. Yeah, that's it. Too many layers. And you just get so desperate. So, oh my gosh, God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a nice feeling having oh wet God. tights, let alone wee soaked no. tights. Poor girl. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's not something you can hide easily in the smell. No. Oh. Oh my god, these confessions are getting better and better. Yeah. I mean, I can't relate to ever wetting my tights, but I have definitely uh... wet some leggings before. <laughs> oh my god. How we'll save that confession for another day. Oh, it's not dance related though. Um I can't remember why. I just I just think I it was desperate. Yeah, I, I can't remember. When you got a guy, you got a guy. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you yeah. so much too. Um, well, this is another... She's a friend of mine as well. I've My friends have weird confessions. Um, so thank you so <laughs> much to my anonymous friend for sending that through. Honestly, I read through this uh, this morning and was absolutely dying of, la- <laughs> of laughter. Um, thank you so much for sending it in. I honestly think the confessions keep getting more scandalous as we go on with our episodes. So keep them coming, guys. We honestly really appreciate you sending them in to us. And we absolutely love having a giggle at all of you. Yeah. <laughs> at your expense, but never mind. <laughs> yeah. It comes from a place of love. Yes, 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 yes. I'm sure you're not the only one out there who's oh. wet their tops. <laughs> takes us to the end of our show for today thank you to everyone that's tuned in and listened today as always if anyone has any questions comments we'd love to hear from you you can reach us via facebook or instagram and we're at backstage confessions podcast don't worry if you haven't had a chance to listen to our other episodes to listen and download hit up the link in our instagram bio bio Bio. (laughs) let me just sorry guys Hit up the link in our Instagram bio (laughs) (laughs) or search hashtag Backstage Confessions wherever you find your favourite podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on the listening app of your choice. This will help us reach new audiences, grow our podcast and allow us to keep producing content that our listeners love. We are a small independent podcast, so every listen, every rating, every subscription, every download and every review is like a dream come true to us. This Sunday, we will be filming our special 10th anniversary episode. Whoop, 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 whoop. I mean, raise the roof, weather raise dependent, the roof. But, yeah. <laughs> yes, weather dependent, hopefully face to face. But if not, we're still going to have a celebratory episode Absolutely. anyway. So please, yeah, so please get in touch with any themes or like suggestions or any scandalous confessions that you may have. <laughs> Thanks for listening today, guys. We're sending lots of love from hashtag Backstage Confessions HQ. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next week for our special episode. Bye, everyone. Woo! See you later, guys. Thank you. Woo-hoo-hoo.